0: morning for this offering bless your people god i pray strengthen them in every area that they have need of today and we give you glory and honor in jesus name thank you, thank you. sir what a mighty god we serve! oh what a mighty god we serve! where well, the angels bow before him heaven and earth adore him What a mighty God we serve. Oh, yes, now, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Well, the angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. There's nothing impossible for Him. He knows our every need. He knows our every care. Amen. And so we've been talking our fourth core value. We've been talking about worship. Amen. We talked about doctrine. We talked about identity. We talked about unity. And now we're talking about worship. I probably should have kept worship for last. Amen. Because that's where we should all be focusing is, you know, when we are born again, uh, you know, in our Wednesday night, we've been talking about res- a better resurrection as well. But if you notice, all these things kind of like work hand in glove together. They flow together to strengthen us to build up the body of Christ. And one of the things you find about worship is once we are born again, that walking in that newness of life, it moves us to a point that we really fall in love with Jesus. And as a result, we want to do everything we can to please him. Amen. And this is why when Paul writes to the church of Corinth in the 11th chapter, you know, he, he talks about hair. He talks about other things, but then he talks about the communion at the end of that 11th chapter. And he begins to talk about as often as you do this, do this in remembrance. And the Lord says as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of him, communion. So when we go into that relationship of communion with the Lord, it is really we're coming to worship him. When we think about what God has done for us, how he's brought us out, these things should cause us to really Want to worship Him. We, we should live the rest of our time on earth serving God. Amen. We, that's what the gospel is all about is to pull us out of darkness and bring us into this marvelous light. And so when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, He begins to tell her that the hour cometh and now is when true worshipers must worship the Father and Spirit and, and truth. Amen. When God places his spirit in us, what transpires here is we have the power of God in us. And so, therefore, we need to understand if we are filled with his spirit, then what's going to flow out of us are the things of that spirit. Love, the joy, the long-suffering, the gentleness, the goodness, the faith, the meekness. the temper. What's in me is going to come out of me. That's why if you hide the word of God in your heart, that's what's going to come out of you. Say, what you're filled with is going to come out. Say, that's why people in the world, they, they curse, they swear, they do all the crazy stuff because that's what they have, are filling themselves with. Say, as the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. See, so if I fill myself with the word of God, then that's what's going to come out of me, say. And so when God's spirit is in me and I'm full of that spirit, that's what should be flowing out of me, say. So my spirit wants to go back to where it came from, see? And so therefore, Jesus said we should worship him in spirit and in truth. So we have his spirit and the spirit connects to the spirit. And so therefore, we worship him in the spirit. And then, in truth, when I know who I am worshiping, then it's easy for me to worship. That's why Jesus says to the woman of the well, we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other than the name under heaven given unto man, whereby we must be saved. See, we know, Jesus tells us in John 14.6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So we know that he's the living word. So therefore, if we say we're apostolic, we should automatically know who we worship. You see, when the children of Israel came out of the world, out of Egypt, Moses, in Deuteronomy, he's recapitulating to them to not worship those false gods in the land where they were going to go. Because the Gentiles has all kinds of gods. If you go to Asia today and you hear me say this over and over, Asia is filled with so many different gods. I mean, they have fingernail gods. They have fish gods. They have, you know, you name it. They've got a god for it, sweet potato god. You know, because during World War II on the island of Okinawa, you know, this guy had a sweet potato feel and, and they feel that that's how they survive by eating sweet potatoes, purple sweet potato, and they have built a statue of God to it. You know, dragon boat racing is, it's taken off here in La Crosse a lot. You know, and well, what is that? It was a, it was a, a ceremony for the fish God. They, they wanted to, to serve the God so that they hope when they went out to the, to the catch fish, they got, you know, caught a big crop. So, I mean, they got gods for everything. You know, as brother Billy Cole says, you, you know, Asia is the devil's headquarters. You know, I mean, because you do, you find yourself, you, I mean, temples here, temples there, uh, you know, they're burning incense all the time, you know, for, for, for things. Buddhism worship, Shintoism, shamanism, you know, you name it. See, and so Moses told the children of Israel, he says, look, when you come into the land that God swore you, don't worship their gods. Say, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you must worship him with all your heart. With all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words, I command these shall be hidden in your heart. And what do you say? You should teach them diligently unto your children. You talk about them when you get up. You talk about them when you're in the way. You talk about them when you lie down. Amen. You write it as frontless before your eyes. You put it on your doorposts, your, your gateposts. You know, he, he told them, don't, don't worship the other gods. And see, and so when we come into the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ, We should not be worshiping other gods. A lot of people in those nations, see, it's kind of like most of us, you know. I grew up a Methodist, so what? I was trained in the ways of the Methodists, you know. And because I didn't get a lot of good training in the ways of the Methodists, I found myself dipping and dabbing in everything else, you know. I I think I mentioned this Wednesday night. You know, I'm dipping and dabbing in Buddhism. I'm dipping and dabbing in Muslim uh islamic stuff you know i, I was looking for something say and so the the way my family brings is all in asia the way they are brought up in a family that's what they, their parents bring them up in and so therefore to to get them out of that to bring them into the knowledge of the truth we have to share of the gospel right. see and so this is is why you know we 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 know who we worship but a lot of people don't know who they worship. And that's why Jesus is trying to get the woman at the well to say is, hey, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, therefore, we we need to to realize the value and the importance of worship. Psalms 100 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, not we ourselves. For we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Being thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth. And do it to all generations. See, So we get in the habit. It becomes a habit to worship God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Paul, writing to the church of the Hebrews in the 10th chapter, and verse one and two, he says here that the worshiper, notice, once the worshiper is purged, uh, purged, he has what? No more, should have no more remembrance, a conscience of sin. Okay? Now think about that. Alright? Once you are purged, once you have been baptized in Jesus' name, once God has cleansed you, then your mind should not focus on worldly things and the things of this world. Your mind should be focusing on the things of God. Say, holiness is being separated and set apart to God. Say, you now want to serve him with, with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. This is why Romans 6, Paul says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound. He says, God forbid. No, you're not. that so many of us who was baptized into Jesus Christ. We were baptized into his death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in what newness of life. For if we've been planted in the likeness of his death, we should be also in the likeness of his resurrection. See, so now my life should be to focus is to serve God. And see, if I get in a habit of serving Him and loving Him and worshiping Him, then I will be what He's trying to get me to become. The intimacy of with God draws me closer to Him. See, I, and that's just what I'm trying to, to, to be and trying to do here. See, so the worshiper, once you are baptized, your sins are remitted. Right. See, that's why in Isaiah six, when Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up and his strength filled the temple. Notice what Isaiah said. He says, war is me, for I am undone. For I am a, I, I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in a mix of a people of unclean lips. for my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then he says, one of the serpents flew into him which had a live coal in his hand, and he placed it upon his mouth. And he says, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thy iniquities are purged, and thy sins removed. And notice, once that happened, what did Isaiah say? I heard the verse of the Lord. said, Who is going to go for us, and whom shall I send? Then say, Hey, Lord, here am I. Send me. Say, There should be a move in once you have been born again, to now I want to serve. Say, I want to serve God with my whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. I want to get in the habit of praising him and worshiping him. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done to me. See, a lot of times we, we can get so in the, uh looking at the, uh, John 3.16 that, you know, people, you go to football games, they'll hold up signs, John 3.16. You hear everybody choke about John 3.16. But really do they grasp the meaning of John 3.16? For God so loved the world. That he was willing to give his only begotten son to whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, when I think of that, that God was willing to sacrifice for me, say, at least I can do is love Him back. Show him respect. Show him honor. That's why last week, remember Malachi 1.6? The Lord says, if I'm a father, what? Where's my honor? If I'm a master, where's my fear? In other words, if I'm your father, why aren't you honoring me? What's the first commandment with a promise? Honor thy father and thy mother. Amen. That you may have long life upon the earth. See, if I honor God, then I'm going to have long life. Not only here, but there. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. And if he's my master, then I should fear him. I should reverence him, in other words, and give him the honor that is due him. Say, this is what I'm trying to get myself into that habit of, of doing that all the time, respecting God, honoring God, serving him because of what he has done to me. I want to please him. Amen. Is, is, is what I want to do is I want to be pleasing to him. When David found himself uh, in his relationship with Bathsheba, you notice, and we've quoted this and we've read this, Psalms 51, he's really pouring his heart out to God because he realized he's wrong. And now he he realized I've really messed up and I want to please God. So he says, God, have mercy upon me, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Amen. Because I acknowledge my transgression and my sins are ever before me. Against thee, thee only have I done this evil in your sight. Amen. That thou might be clear when you judge judges and right when you speak it. See, that's really worship. Amen. Is when I come before his presence. See, and I get it right the first time. Now, the next time I come, you know what? I'm supposed to just come to love him. To serve him, to honor him. You know, God, you know, you you've forgiven me. God, you you've looked beyond my faults. Is it your mercy that I'm not consumed because your compassion is fell not there new every morning. See, I want to move into that relationship with him. That as we just sung that song, he gives strength to me. As I worship Him, as my heart is filled with praise, Jesus breaks the band. The things that's trying to bind me, the things that's trying to hold me, the things that's trying to prevent me from glowing closer to God, because I might not have the strength that I need right now, but as I move into that worship, amen, as I move into honoring Him and and lifting my hands in respect and honor and praise, amen, He begins to break those things That is trying to hold me back. Amen. Because you see, when I love God and I have the knowledge of God, it gives me wisdom. See, wisdom cries without. Notice Proverbs 8. You know, wisdom cries without. She utters a voice in the high places, in the place, by the ways of the path. Uh, you know and, and she cries at the coming in of the gate as the coming in of the city at the entry of the door unto you, old oh man, I cried, my heart is to the sons of men, oh you simple understand wisdom, and you fools be you of an understanding heart. here, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my mouth which shall be right things. Oh, the words of my lips are in truth, and there is nothing, and wickedness is abomination to my lips, say. Notice wisdom. See, when I know, when I have wisdom, I can write right choices and right decisions. See, I'm wise, so much wiser, so much stronger. See? And this is what God wants, see, is us to have the wisdom so that we know, and wisdom should motivate us. See? Worship Him in spirit and in truth. If I know truth, that means I should have wisdom. And wisdom should motivate me to want to worship. I know who I'm worshiping. I have the desire in me to worship Him. I want to live right. Amen. See, it's what God wants. He wants us to have the wisdom. Wisdom is the what? Principle thing. Therefore, get wisdom in with all that getting. Get an understanding. See, God is calling to us. He, he, everywhere you go, that's what he's saying. He cries at the entrance of the gate, at the coming in of the city, at the coming of the door. God says, "Hey, hey, oh, hey, hey, over here. I'm over here. Come over here. Don't go that way." That's what wisdom is saying. See, that's the wrong way. Don't do that. See. Because Jesus Christ is the power of God and He's the wisdom of God, so the Spirit is calling unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. See, prudence, I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty behavior. All my fruit is better than gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the ways of righteousness, in the mix of the path of judgment, that they that love me, what? Might inherit. And I will feel their treasure because the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting from the beginning of ever the earth was. And there was no fountains with depths. When there was no fountains abounding with water, he says, I was brought forth. Before the mountains were, before the hills were settled, I brought forth. When he had yet not made the high parts of the earth, nor the the fields, nor the high parts of the dust of the earth, of the world. He says, I was there. Wisdom. See? So when we have the knowledge of God and understand him, we should respect him and honor him and worship him. We should love Him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, Peter says, For as much as Christ have suffered for us in the flesh, do what? Arm yourselves with the, likewise with the same mind. Say, for he that have suffered in the flesh, have ceased from sin, verse 2, amen, that he no longer should what? Live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. See? The will of God. What is the will of God? Pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. Quench not the Spirit. Despise not prophesied. You know, all these things. Say, the will of God, we should live the rest of our lives wanting to please God. Amen. Because I realize where He's brought me from. He's forgiven me of my sins. He's purged me of my sins. And so therefore now, see, if I have sin, I can't come to His presence and worship Him. Because I won't be a true worshiper. He's purged me. See, he's washed me. I'm in the blood of the Lamb. See? And so this is what Jesus is trying to get us to that point that we will worship Him for the rest of my life. I'm not doing this just for Sunday morning. This is a 24-7, 365, until He comes back for me. I gotta be committed to Him. See? Worship requires commitment. See, that's why Ruth says, don't entreat me to leave you. She says, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. And where you die, there will I die. And that's the only thing that's going to separate us. That's commitment. See, and so I must be committed to God. God say because i made him a vow i promised him god if you would forgive me of my sins if you would fill me with your spirit i will serve you for the rest of my days right. see a commitment made to him he didn't tell me that i was not going to have trials i was not going to have tribulations that things were not going to come into my my life he just says to me fear not <laughs> i will be with you I will hold your hand. Yeah, I will encourage you. I will strengthen you with the power of my might. See, so when I worship him, when I'm going through things in my life, or when I'm not going through things in my life, he still gives strength to me. He still comforts me. If if Job hadn't been worshiping God when he was in his right mind, it would probably threw him for a loop when he went through all the things he was going through. See? And so therefore, I have to draw out of Job, amen, things that I need to do when I, while I'm still in my right mind. I don't know what tomorrow is going to hold for me. So I have to get into my lifestyle of worshiping God, because if I lose it all, what's going to happen? If, am I going to fall apart, or will I keep worshiping him? See, that's the key of true worship and knowledge in the spirit and in truth is when I've lost it all, do I still cling to that old rugged cross that's so despised by the world that still has that wonderful attraction to me? See, that's why Paul says nothing should be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. He says, I'm persuaded. See, that's the thing about worship is we've got to get persuaded that nothing is going to separate us from Him. Neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor principality, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall love, separate us from the love of God. See, my love for Him causes me to keep worship in Him. My knowledge of Him, my wisdom of Him, keeps me on the right track. It keeps me serving him, sacrificing. Amen. When Abraham looked at his servants in, in Genesis 22, he says, stay here because me and the lad is going to go yonder and worship, and we're going to come again. You see, when you look at that process and that picture, what is Abraham doing? He's caring God his very best. Amen. He's carrying his first begotten son, his very best, to sacrifice him to God. You see, worship is giving God our very best, our very best praise, our very best honor. Amen. We're bringing him the very best. Amen. Each time. Who's the very best? It should be us. We're the firstborn. See, you're not thirdborn, fourth generation, fifth generation, sixth generation. You're first. Generation. (laughs) You are the firstborn son or the firstborn daughter. Amen. So now you should be giving yourself to him. See? Beauty of holiness. You're separated. That's what holiness is, is separation for God. That's what Paul says to Timothy and 2nd Timothy 2. He says in every house, there's vessels some earth some wood some dirt he says some are for honor and some are for dishonor he says but if you purge yourself what happen you'll be a vessel of honor fit for the master's use see you want to purge yourself that's why you, when you repent that's what you're doing you're purging yourself you're you're doing things to get sin out of the way and as a result worship is designed to help you stay sin free But see, if I know I can't come before his presence with sin in my life, then therefore I need to move myself away from those things that's going to cause me to sin to stay on that right track. And that's what worship does to me. A woman says, you says in Jerusalem is the place men are to worship. Well, that's because you remember under the law there was three times every man had to go to Jerusalem to worship. Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Three times a year, every man, 18 years and older, had to go to Jerusalem to worship. So this is what the woman is saying. She says, you say that in Jerusalem is the place men ought to worship. But our fathers worship in this mountain. And Jesus says, There's going to come a time that neither in Jerusalem nor in this mountain are you going to worship. Because the Father seeketh such to worship Him. That's why when He died, when He he rose again, see, now we worship Him. We don't need to go to that temple to worship Him. It's what Jesus was trying to get her to see. See, I'm going to break that down. That wall is going to be divided so every man will know me. I'm going to put my law in your hearts and in your minds, through as he said, through Jeremiah, so that everyone will know me. See, that's why Hebrews 13, 15 says, By him, Jesus Christ, let us therefore offer what? The sacrifices of praise continually with the fruits of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. See, we know him. So now I worship Him with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might, and with all my strength. See, my understanding of what really holiness is is causes me now to worship Him in the what? Beauty of holiness. This is what God desires because my inwards are true. Though the outward man perish, Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. See, so since I've been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with His Spirit, I have that inward purity, that inward cleanliness now. See, and this is what God desires. That's what Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. See, so I want to worship Him in the beauty of holiness. See, because holiness is beautiful. It's not ugly, it's beautiful. <laughs> Amen. Wholeness, completeness, piety, being, being what God really wants me to be. Like Him. See, because be holy for I am holy. You see, that's why, you, when you, as I've said, uh, like Wednesday night, if, if you remember, I was talking about the salt of the earth. See, if you look at Leviticus 2, amen, at the start of the law, see, every meat offering was to be offered what? With salt. See, it was to be offered with salt, and then they would put frankincense and all this. So what it would be? Come, a sweet smell as it went up. See, they put frankincense and myrrh and these things on it to give it that sweet smell as as it went up. See, and so and as a result, this is why Paul says in Ephesians 5, verse 1 to 2, he says, Be ye therefore followers of God as their children and walk in love as he has loved us and given himself, what? As an offering, a sacrifice, an offering, offering and sacrifice, what? To God as a sweet smell and savor. See, so every time I come into his presence, I want to come with that aroma of praise and honor and glory. That sweet smell that goes up into his nostrils. Amen. That he goes, ah, what a sacrifice. (laughs) Amen. Ah, I just love the smell. At sacrifice. But see, what happened to Israel was, they was dipping and dabbing in sin so much that God says, Your offers, I despise them. I don't want any more of that. See? But we don't want to get to that part where he says, I'm tired of that. We want to hear him say, well done. We want him to be well pleased. When you come to his presence, when you offer up to him, the praises do his name. Amen. We worship him. We remove sins out of our lives. Amen. The woman that came to Jesus with the alabaster box. What do you think Jesus wanted that story to be told everywhere this gospel is preached? What do you think that? He he says, he says, Wherever the gospel is preached, this story of what this woman has done should be given as a memorial for her. What What do you think that? The sacrifices she made? Anybody else? It smelled good. <laughs> that too. It filled the house, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Love. Love, the love moved her. See? Yes. See, when we truly love and we truly know, we're willing to sacrifice our very best. See? To our master and to our Lord. See? So she was willing to sacrifice. She showed love. She showed what true sacrifice really was. Amen. She showed us what true worship really is about. Amen. She so see, true worship, amen. I you give your very best. See, your true is you just pour out your love all over Him. Amen. True worship, amen, is you don't care what others think about you. See, because of your love for Him. See. That's why Mary, when she came to the tomb and she says to the gardener, she says, if you take him away, you tell me and I'll, I'll take him and I'll, I'll take him away. Amen. That should be our heart's desire. There's something about this love thing. Amen. That we really need to grasp here because that pushes and, and moves our worship to him. Amen. Amen. So this woman reflects, she reflects true worship. Amen. What it's all about. Amen. She washed his feet with her tears and she dried them with the hairs of her head. Wow. Talk about humility and humbleness. See, when I have a humble heart, amen, when I walk in humility, amen, it causes me to serve him and honor him. Praise God. This is what God desires. As Joshua said in 2415, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, he says, choose you this day whom you will serve. He says, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. See, we've got to get to that point. Amen. That it's going to be just about Jesus. And if I serve him and if I worship him, everything else is going to fall into his rightful place. That's why I tell my family all the time, I cannot. Amen. If, if if I don't serve God, I'm not gonna love you, right? right? But see, if I serve God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, they don't have a thing to worry about, right. cause I'm gonna love them. Amen. I'm gonna serve them because I'm serving Him. Amen. I'm gonna serve you because I'm serving Him. See, that's that's the key. I worship Him because I love Him. My understanding of Him. That's why when I study the Word of God and I, and I see in scriptures that tells me not to do certain things and to do certain things, that's what I do. Because I want to be well-pleasing in His sight. I want to hear Him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy that has been prepared for you. See, so this is what worship really do. Amen. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifices of praise continually with the fruits of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. Amen. So if we call him father, then we should honor him. If we call him master, then we should fear him. Amen. And serve him with all our hearts and our minds, and our soul, and our strength. Amen. It's inward change. It's an inward. Amen. As the preacher once says, man, it's an inside job. <laughs> Amen. We, we've got to have this inside job. Amen. To let that spirit work in us. He'll work if we let him. Say. So when truth is in us, we should know the one that is the truth. And we should know the truth, and the truth should make us free. See, so nothing, as Paul says, should stop me of this boasting of the Lord. Amen. I want to serve him for the rest of my days. Paul also tells us that it's through tribulations that we're going to get into the kingdom. Say, so therefore my tribulations, my things I go through should still again, like I said, move me to Him. We know that we have excess and to the grace wherein we stand. And not only so, we, what? We glory in tribulations knowing that tribulations work patience, patience experience and experience hope and hope make us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Say, And so with the knowledge of the truth of God, the word of God, then we move to that true worship. We come into his presence. We enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We're thankful unto him and we bless his name. For God is good and his mercy is everlasting in his truth and do it to all generations. When you go to worship God, what do you go looking for? Do you go to receive or do you go to give? See? Abraham went to offer his best. When we come, we should come to offer him our very best. Amen. I want to give him my very best, my very best praise, my very best honor. Amen. I'm not coming to worship some idol. Amen. I want to know Him. Amen. And all that I do. I want to be obedient. Say. To Him. That's why. Amen. You look at. First uh, Samuel 15. Samuel tells. Saul. He says. To obey. Is better than sacrifice and the hearken than the fats of rams. Say, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. See, obedience. This is why Benjamin Franklin says, let your child's first lesson be that to obey. Say, so we obey God. Obey them to have the rule over you, for they watch for your soul. Be doers of God's word. We become obedient unto the word of God. See, because the word of God is what? It cleanses us. That's why Psalms 119 verse 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way, by taking heed thereto according to thy word or thy, thy law. See, so therefore, if I take obedience to the word of God, what's it going to do? It's going to make me holy. It's going to cleanse me from my sins. It's going to purge me so that I'm not fearful when I come into His presence. See, I come into His presence with thanksgiving. I enter into His courts with praise. I'm thankful for what He has done for me. When I think of the goodness, when I wake up in the morning, amen, from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, His name is to be praised. Say, I must have that habit in me to worship Him. Amen. I want to be open with God. That's what David is doing in Psalms 51 is, boy, you talking about some openness. You read that. See how He opened Himself up. Amen. He says, God, I did this against you. He says, you search me. You try me. You, 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 you know. Amen. Open up. Open up. Just tell him. It is, it, he knows anyhow. <laughs> See, so so be honest. He wants to help us. Right. Amen. He wants to help us. You know, if 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 you needed a thousand dollars and you just sit there and says, "I need a thousand dollars," but you don't ask for it. <laughs> Hello. No, when people call me on that phone, they want something, they tell me what they want. Jesus on the main line. <laughs> tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. <laughs> tell him what you want. Amen. Who knows? If if you need ten thousand dollars, ask him. Who knows? What do you do? You have not, you don't ask. But see, going back, but the overall goal is to worship him, giving him our very best, coming into his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Come, Psalms 95 says, come, let us worship and what? Bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pastor and the sheep of his hand. Enter into his gates. See, we want to come into his presence. Being thankful for all He's done. He woke me up. He got me in my right mind. Amen. I want to thank Him for those things. Amen. See, they couldn't enter in. Why? They weren't thankful. They didn't believe it. See? And Paul says, you be careful that that same spirit don't get into you. See? we got to worship Him. we got to serve Him. He wants us to serve Him. He wants us to have the wisdom of God. He wants us to have the knowledge of Him. That's why He turned to His disciples and says, Who did they say I the Son of Man I am? He wanted them to know. Why? Because they one day was going to have to worship the one true God. They one day was going to have to serve the one true God. They one day was going to have to teach people about the one true God to teach them how to serve. That's why when you, when you look at when Paul and, and Silas, amen, was, was in the, in the, in the synagogue and they call one Mercus and one Jupiter and the people because of the miracle. And as a result, they want to sacrifice cows. Paul says, hold on, no, no, no. That worship portion no more. Now we serve him. We worship him. See, they had the responsibility to teach. See, the ministry is designed to teach, to bring people into the fullness of the knowledge of the truth, so that we know how to worship and who we are worshiping and who we are serving. Because that's what this the whole thing is all about is Him and our relationship with Him. Amen. Praise God. So we'll pick up on that next Sunday as well. Amen. One more week. Amen. Praise God. Father, we exalt you again thanking you for your goodness, oh God. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. God, we truly appreciate you. We love you, God. There's not enough words, God. If I had a thousand tongues, I could not exalt you enough, Lord, for all that you do for us. You are the great I am, the way, the truth, the life, and the door, Lord. You give strength to us, God, as we worship you, as our hearts are filled with praise. You break the bands when we raise our hands, oh God. We come to the garden along while the dew is still on the roses, oh God. And the voice we hear is yours falling on our ears. We're thankful, Lord God, again today for your loving kindness and everything that you do in Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. Let's take a small break. <laughs>